Hello, I'm Dwayne Peters with the Lupus Foundation of America, which is the founder and owner of the open access journal Lupus Science and Medicine that is published by BMJ. With us today are the co-editors-in-chief of Lupus Science and Medicine, Dr. Jill Bion and Professor Ronald von Vollenhoven, and they have some very good news to share with us regarding Lupus Science and Medicine. Who would like to share that information? So, Jill, if you allow me, uh, this is really a great day for lupus science and medicine because for the first time we have now received our impact factor and the number is 4.235. And for some of you, that means that you already know that that is a very, very good result. Others may wonder, is that a lot or is that a little? So maybe we can talk about it. For starters, I want to say how excited we are that this was accomplished, not just by us, but by the whole editorial team, the reviewers, the people from the Lupus Foundation of America. America, who supported the journal and the BMJ publishing group. So a big team effort and a great result. Let's begin by speaking about the impact factor. What is it and what does it mean? What an impact factor is really discussing or relating to the audience is how often a paper that's published in a particular journal is actually cited. And not to get too technical, but take any given year, for example, 210, you look back two years and you look at all the citations in a journal in each of two years that are cited in that year 210. So you'd look at 2009, you look at 208, and then you divide that number simply by the numbers of publications during each of those two years. So in our case, it's 4.2. And what actually means is on average, our papers are cited at least four times each year in that year, for example, of 210. So that is pretty exciting. And it means this is a way for the authors to know that this is a journal where there are other investigators clearly looking at their work. And it's for that reason, sharing science among colleagues, clinicians, scientists, that I think says and speaks volumes for the fact that we've gotten this impact factor. And I guess the last point I would make, which is curious, and although this was in 217, if you look at impact factors going from, say, zero to 10 and over, if you have an impact factor of about four, that means of all journals, not rheumatology journals, you're actually in the top 12%. And that's the thing. It's not called impact factor for nothing. It means what impact you have with the publications in this particular journal, how it resonates through the world of science and medicine, how it is perceived by colleagues, and what it does to the actual further work in this field, to the science work and the medical work. So it's very exciting to know that all this, the publications and also the editorials, also the opinion pieces, the reflections on that, also what's found on the website, all this resonates within the community of those who work with lupus, those who are afflicted by lupus, those who try to understand lupus, and those who eventually want to cure lupus. And it is an impact in the real sense of the world. And then, of course, there's also a, a calculation behind it. And there's some technical stuff, but the meaning is very clear. This does have impact. So if I'm an investigator doing research on lupus and I understand about the impact factor, how does that help me in disseminating my work to other lupus investigators? What does it mean for me to publish in lupus science and medicine versus another lupus or other rheumatology publication? You try to publish in a journal that is read or looked at by colleagues because obviously you want to share your results with as many people as possible. So that's why you would choose a journal with a higher impact factor. And it also means that you think that it's worth reading this journal to look at it. So it, it is a recursive process. It works on both ends. 
So, but once the journal has an impact factor, you know it's there to stay, you know it's going to be there and you can publish there and it will be, in this case, we're an online journal, so it will be there available online for everyone to read. And it is going to have the possibility of being picked up by very, very many other people and have further importance. I think also I've mentioned, especially with so many online journals blooming, this is an achievement and it also supports the credibility of the journal. And on an interesting academic level, many authors are evaluated for things such as academic promotions and awards, various levels of achievement. And of course, one of those metrics is looking at a person's publication. And therefore, how many times something has been cited is very important. And for some institutions, actually, publications that are not in a journal with an impact factor may not even count. And so for us, this was a very big achievement because now I think we're going to be seeing even higher level publications because this is now going to be very favorably reviewed on an individual's CV. You had spoken briefly earlier before we started our podcast conversation about the growth in the number of submissions to the journal. Would you like to talk about some of the growth that's taken place over the last year and where the journal seems to be headed? I think that for my point of view and Ron's, we of course are evaluating all the submissions and I can certainly tell you in the last month, this does take a little bit of time to go from impact factor to now you've completed your manuscript and you're ready to consider where will I send my manuscript? And I would say we've practically tripled in the last month. Now that we have an impact factor, anyone who is uh, in the academic world will recognize that a publication in lupus science and medicine, it is going to be recognized. And yes, it can help them in a, in a promotion or in another career move. And uh, in the meantime, it's still the only open access platform for all the communications around lupus and systemic lupus erythematosus. And I think it also speaks to continued and now expanded interest in lupus as an entity. I mean, this is a very fascinating disease that covers so many aspects from very clinical, even health claims, outcomes, all the way down to the molecule. And I think our journal really illustrates the broad spectrum that we consider for publication. But it's equally exciting to see that one single disease has garnered all this attention because I think lupus represents more than just that disease. It's an amazing arena or a place where we can really study from the bench to the bedside. And I think lupus science and medicine embodies that concept. Any final thoughts you would like to share? I want to emphasize again how great it is to do this in a very true spirit of collaboration between the Lupus Foundation of America, BMJ Publishing, and then a great group of editors, associate editors, reviewers, members of the editorial board, and others who have supported us. So thank you to everyone who has made it possible. I do think that this journal really represents international input and collaboration. And I like that aspect about it, that we have reviewers and we have authors from all over the world. We really have great representation internationally. And, and I think that says a lot also about the lupus community. I want to thank our guests for sharing their insights with us for this podcast. We have been speaking with Dr. Jill Bion, Director of the Division of Rheumatology and Director of the Lupus Center at the New York University Langong Medical Center in New York City, and with Professor Ronald Van Vollenhoven, Chair of the Department of Rheumatology and Clinical Immunology at the Amsterdam University Medical Centers and Director of the Amsterdam Rheumatology and Immunology Center ARC in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. They were discussing the recent awarding of an impact factor for the journal Lupus Science and Medicine. 
which can be accessed for free online at lupus.bmj.com. For Lupus Science and Medicine and for BMJ, I'm Dwayne Peters with the Lupus Foundation of America. Thank you for listening.